the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management, and Vortex Optics, Vortex, the force of optics. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman coming to you from the lovely city of Sad Burning Ghetto, California. Uh, Joining me here on today's show, I have Rick Travis. Rick Travis is the executive director of the California Rifle Pistol Association. You can find them at crpa.org, an amazing organization. And frankly, um, we're going to do a little bit of a victory lap this particular show, which is so nice because just last month on our show, we were talking about the 38 anti-gun bills that we're facing in the <laughs> legislature this year. <laughs> only 38. You know, if it was like 40, 42, I'd be worried, but there's only 38 that are uh, facing this at this time. So what the hell? You know, you guys can do that in your lunch hour, right, Rick? Yeah, every day. <laughs> every day. That is exactly right. You're one of those people who has that job that, man, you have got to get up and keep chopping every single day because the opposition, evil never sleeps. That's an understatement. Yeah. Rick, tell us uh, real quick. Now, I'm alluding to it. Everybody's seen it on our Facebook posts and uh, all the other fun things that are going on. But what is our victory this week? Well, actually, I'm I'm pleased to say it's not one, it's not two. We've had three amazing victories this week. This has just been like that rare moment where it's been win, win, win. So obviously the big one that our community has been focused on, and rightfully so, is the victory in the Duncan v. Becerra ruling on the large capacity magazines. And then um, later in the show, I hope to talk to you guys about stuff going on in the Ninth Circuit that have been victorious, as well as... Um, A huge win um, that we had to go all the way to the White House, literally the White House, and come back down through the Secretary of Interior Zinke's office to reopen land um, in San Diego County that had been unconstitutionally closed. From the Park Service or the Forest Service? Uh, Actually from the Board of Supervisors who thought they could, uh, you know, violate the U.S. Constitution and do what they want to on federal land. Well, that's why they're Board of Supervisors. San Diego is a weird place. I mean, it's it's probably got, I think, the best place to live weather-wise in, in America, in the continental U.S., okay? And it has such a strong base for the military with the navels and the Marines and everything that's down there, yet they get the weirdest elected officials down there. How is this possible? <coughs> People don't vote. <laughs> I mean, look at their, their sheriff, okay? The sheriff of San Diego County, he was the agent in charge of Ruby Ridge. Now, how somebody gets promoted to be a county sheriff after a disaster like that, I have no idea, other than being elected as a liberal. You know, it's the Peterson principle in politics. Yep. 
Anyway, so um, you you got to tell us a little bit about that one. We'll start with that. I'm going to tease for the uh, large, not large, tease <laughs> okay. for the standard capacity magazine uh, band. Okay, so uh, basically what happened down in San Diego County was, you know, we get what are called, we call them NIMBYs, but they're the not-in-my-backyard crowd, you know, the people that move next to a facility that's been there for 50 years and all of a sudden complain of, wow, I didn't know there was cattle pastures there. There's a smell in the morning. Or in this case, wow, there's shooting ranges. And so, you know, these groups, along with some other groups like Mothers Against Guns and, and others of that elk, showed up at Board of Supervisor meetings um, with just totally erroneous things of like, you know, showing up with a 30 out six round that had never been fired and claiming that it had traveled two miles with the case and the primer and fired all the way to land next to their school or next to their, you know, front garage. <laughs> and we, yeah, and we spent time trying to educate the public that's impossible. Like, and actually the big thing is somebody must have dropped it next to your house so there's probably a different issue that you need to address but or how about this how about you are you are simply lying here in this political well, arena you are you know, flat out lying why doesn't that have any consequence yeah. <laughs> right so what happens in that is the board of supervisors decide that they can tell the bureau of land management which is a federal agency and the department of interior that yeah we're going to close uh open shooting areas and those were specifically you know, out in what was called the Pink um, Lady and a couple of other areas, and they just said, hey, we're going to close them. And we said, you can't do that. And they're like, yeah, we can. And they went ahead and passed it and advised Sheriff Gore, who you were just talking about, to go ahead and send his deputies out there and make sure that, you know, people weren't out there on the land. He probably picked, uh, his, of- uh, he probably picked his jackbooted thugs, uh, special crew for that, knowing that gentleman. So what we did was uh, no teaming up with, yeah, <laughs> teaming up with several other groups uh, down in San Diego County, uh, and many many individuals showed up at those meetings, protested, went to the congressman, and we we got a a light letter saying, hey, this shouldn't be going on. But we didn't feel at CRPA that that was firm enough because a lot of times you know somebody gets a light slap on the hands, but you know they'll just continue to do it and find a different way. Right. So we, through our contacts at the White House, started pushing on this. We worked our way to Zinke's office and on down through now, the Zinke Department of is, Interior. Yeah, Zinke is Secretary the, of the Interior. Right. Who's in charge of BLM, Forest Service, <clears throat> Park Service, Service, all that. And uh, started coming through, making all those contacts. And we were able to get uh, uh, letters issued that went to the county council, to the Board of Supervisors, and to Sheriff Gore himself. And uh, I'm going to read just a little piece of it because I think it is so um, awesome. It says, uh, under federal preemption principles based on the supremacy clause of the United States Constitution, when federal and state law conflict, federal law prevails and state law is preempted. Therefore, law enforcement personnel have no authority to enforce unconstitutional pronouncements of laws such as the County Ordinance 33.104.1 on BLM and Mr. Public Land. And so that was a huge win because we had the federal government stepping on, on, you know, for Californians to say, hey, you know, this this is like in no way allowed. So let me ask this particular question, because I'm up here in uh, San Bernardino County and the county has its own fishing game department and they have their own supervisors and they actually have distributed a shooting map. Now, this map shows that in certain areas, you cannot shoot anything at all. In other areas, you can only shoot a shotgun for hunting purposes. And there's, so are you saying, and these cover federal lands. So the county is saying you can't, you can only use a shotgun here 
on this federal land, or you can't shoot at all on this federal land. You can't shoot at all. It was a complete ban. No, I understand that, but I'm saying in San Bernardino right. County, they, they've gone through this where they said, okay, you have to shoot you know, north of Hodge Road, which is like an hour and a half north of here. So you have to shoot right. north of there, or you can't shoot at all. But a lot of that land in between is BLM. So right. would this ruling Some be of that has to do with, no, what this has to do with is fire damages. There's different areas for erosion control and stuff that the federal government will say, hey, you shouldn't be out hiking, you shouldn't be out doing four-wheel driving and stuff because they're, you know, trying to figure out what they're doing with that land. And But they keep the, the public shooting designated areas open. But, you know, you mentioned earlier, you know, there's U.S. Forest Service, and there's several parts of California right now where, like the Los Padres up along the, you know, the Ventura area, that have been closed recently, and we're working with the Department of Interior right now in Zinke's office to get some of those areas reopened throughout the state. So this set of letters has been incredibly powerful because we had a couple other counties, even up in Northern California, fairly conservative areas, where boards of supervisors were trying to close out public shooting areas, which is part of the governor's plan, you know, to make it harder for people to engage in their Second Amendment activities, and we are getting the federal government. And I'll, I'll just tell you, listeners, it's not an easy thing, you know, working with the people trying to uphold the Constitution, these various government agencies. It was amazing how much pushing we had to do because there's holdovers for the previous administration right. that were trying to block every attempt. And I think people don't understand how powerful that vote is. And whether you like the president or not, that, this president has placed people that respect the Constitution in those departments. And without them, this would not have been possible. No, we've been going the other way, about 60 miles an hour. But my, my right. question to you, and I only have a minute and a half here, I'll let you finish it off on this. Do okay. the county supervisors have uh -huh. the legal authority to determine where somebody can shoot on federal land? No, they do not. So that is awesome. I need to copy of those letters, put them in my truck. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> What are you doing here? Yeah, I'm and, and, and it's something school. that, you know, in this last couple of seconds on this segment, I'll tell you, it's something that our people really need to learn, and that's the supremacy clause of the Constitution, that local government does not have the right to supersede the feds. And when it comes into conflict, federal law pre is, is over the top. It's supreme. You know, as much as I like state rights, in this particular case, you know, you have to go with the guys who have it right. And, uh, Correct. Exactly. Now, so Rick here is the executive director of the California Rifle and Pistol Association. Incredibly busy man. We're going to try and do one show a month um, just because that's about all the time we can carve out from this guy. He is out there fighting for your Second Amendment rights, our Second Amendment rights, my Second Amendment rights every single day and twice on Sunday. So, you know, folks, you need to be a member of the California Rifle and Pistol Association. CRPA.org is where you're going to find them. We're going to be out at April 13th, and I have a whole calendar of events coming up here. But April 13th, we're going to be at the Crawfish Boil at Rahagi's. Rahagi's in Corona, which is the Disneyland for adults. You're going to want to find out more about that. CRPA, look up the Crawfish Boil. Get your tickets. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm going to be giving away this McMillan MC3 short action legend series stock that day so guys see us out there saturday the 13th and we'll be right back after this a message from vince the owner of bullseye sport guns and ammo in riverside if you're a first-time gun owner or thinking about purchasing your first firearm whether for hunting home defense or recreational shooting it is important to take the next step and become a responsible gun owner. We highly recommend that you attend a certified firearm safety and training class, one that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitude essentials 
to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. As a law-abiding citizen, you have the right to self-defense, and with that right comes an obligation to educate yourself on the laws and safety procedures needed to use a firearm properly. For information about certified firearm training classes, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside at 951-823-0211 or check out their schedule of classes at bullseyesport.com. Because of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo, we believe in safety first. 951-823-0211. Pull! Whether you're a gold medalist or new to the sport of shooting, you'll love Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, where Olympians shoot. Prado's shotgun facility is world-class, offering trap, skeet, and five-stand. And the pistol and rifle ranges are safe and enjoyable shooting environments with professionals there to answer all your questions. Are you an experienced pistol shooter with an itch to take your skills to the next level? Discover the sport of practical shooting at one of the monthly events. Prado hosts ISPC shooting events open to the public every first and third Sunday with Prado Running Gun Club, blending accuracy, power, and speed with challenging multiple moving targets, penalty targets, and obstacles. Prado Olympic Shooting Park is a great place to teach your whole family about the safe and effective use of firearms. Bring the whole family for an exciting day at the shooting range. Call Prado Olympic Shooting Park at 909-597-4518. Online at shootprado.com. 909-597-4518. AM 590. The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside and Cutting Edge Bullets. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. That's right, folks. It's Boomstick Radio. And you know, every week on the Firing Line Radio Show, our conversation is going to revolve around firearms, hunting, gun rights, all the great stuff afforded to all Americans under the Second Amendment of the Constitution. Our faithful and stalwart companion in the battle to uphold these rights has been Firing Line Radio Show's longtime sponsor, Vince Torres, or Vincenzo Torolini, as we like to call him, at Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo in Riverside. If you're not armed for protection or recreation, then Bullseye Sport in Riverside is where you need to go for handguns, rifles, shotguns, ammo, accessories, and much more. Now, after you purchase that firearm, Vince and I highly recommend you attend a certified firearm safety and training course, one that'll teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitudes essential to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. For more information about the certified firearm courses, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside, 951-823-0211, bullseyesport.com, 951-823-0211, because at Bullseye Sports, we believe in safety first. That's going to be awesome. Hey, uh, Rick Travis, let me just go over our schedule of events here. Now, Rick Travis is the executive director of the California Rifle Pistol Association. I am not as busy as you, but let me show you what the show's got going on here. So this might seem like a wide open calendar for you. (laughs) (laughs) April 13th, folks, we're going to be at Rahagi's. Rahagi's in in Corona, Norco area. R-A-A-H-A-U-G-E-S dot com. Use a common spelling for Rahagi's. We're going to do the crawfish boil. Now, Rick, tell us a little bit about this event. This event is designed for both seasoned 2A members as well as those neighbors, family members, people that you've met that know nothing about the shooting sports. It's a day-long Disneyland, as you said earlier, that we bring people out. They get to have amazing food. You know, as I said before on your show, people that drive Priuses always wondered what it was like to drive a four-wheel drive vehicle. Can do that. There's a four-wheel drive vehicle course that they have out there. Helicopter rides, shotgun, pistol, rifle shooting. We have a couple gentlemen bringing out 
some amazing World War One, World War Two, Korean and Vietnam, as well as more modern firearms that have been used uh, to defend this country around the world. Those will be out on display, and some of our people that are there will be able to, to have a few rounds go downrange fired from those firearms. Uh, there's events for kids and everything else. And then one thing that's unique is, you know, crawfish is not something you get out here on the West Coast much, and that crawfish is going to be lifted up Friday afternoon out of New Orleans and placed on an aircraft, brought into Orange County Airport, and then trucked right out there to be cooked. So it literally is fresh from Louisiana. Not, so the not, real deal. From, the, not from the Corona River Delta? No, not from the Corona River Delta. <laughs> <laughs> that's That would be a good thing, not to be from there. Uh, all right, so that's April 13th, and uh, we're going to be out there. We'll have our booth and uh, have some fun. And I'm going to be giving away the uh, McMillan MC3 stock, the one I'm holding right here in this video. McMillan MC3 stock, we're going to be giving that away. It's going to have a... Uh, a new happy home. Short action, Remington 700. Yeah, so find out more on our Facebook page on how to win that, folks. You have to share the page and uh, put an asterisk for uh, McMillan and, and uh, for Firing Line Radio Show, and we will pick a random person, just like we did for our Maglite giveaway last week with the uh, Maglite ML150. Gentleman won that. He seems to be very, very happy. He's, you know, blinding his dog and his wife and everything at the house with it, but... That, that's on him at this point. Uh, April 27th, then, Lucerne Valley is going to have a sporting, a shooting fair at Lucerne Valley. So we're going to talk about that coming up, but that's April 27th. April 28th, we will be at the Unite IE, Unite IE program in Ontario with our fellow brethren here from the studio, uh, from the radio station. May 4th, May 4th at Bullseye Sports, I'm putting on my seminar, Hunting 101, a big game hunting primer. It's going to be a Bullseye Sports, an all-day event. I'm very excited about it. So tickets are available at eventbrite.com. Look up Hunting 101. Or just go to my Facebook page, Hunting 101. You'll see the, the ad for that. Um, I think if you are a brand-new hunter or somebody who's thinking about getting into hunting, this is going to save five to ten years off of your life of wandering around the wilderness wondering what a deer looks like. So... <laughs> You know, there aren't no deer in California. Well, there are, there are, you know, we, but you just don't, you have to learn a few things. And so this is an easy way on a Saturday to get your learning curve installed. People hire personal coaches for everything. Well, consider this your personal hunting coach just to get you out the door in the right direction. And then the following day, May 5th, we're at the Rahagis for the memorial shoot. And that's when Mike Rahagi passed away on May 6th. So we're going to do a memorial shoot out there on May 5th. That's Sunday, Cinco de Mayo. Very busy weekend. And then, of course, June 21st is our Paso Robles boar hunt. So find out more about that. Just get in touch with us um, at firinglineradio.com or on our Facebook page, Firing Line Radio Show. Rick, everybody's out there running around saying, where can I get a 7,000-round magazine now? <laughs> why, why, why do they think that's okay? Well, that happened uh, this last Friday on the 29th. Um, so what happened on that day was we got a court ruling in our Duncan v. Becerra case that we in the National Rifle Association co-financed and pushed through. And in that ruling, Judge Benitez said um, several things. It's a ruling that I encourage all your listeners to go to our website, crpa.org, and go to the Duncan v. Becerra case and hit it. And there's an 84-page primer of everything you need to know about how to defend the Second Amendment with all of your friends and family. That is one of the most incredible rulings and legal opinions since Heller and McDonald. Now, what, People do not... What level is what level is, is um, Benitez at, level of judge? Benitez is, is a Superior Court judge. 
um, did an incredible job of writing this. And uh, one of the things I loved was, you know, often emotional appeals are used against those of us who believe in the Second Amendment to say that we're baby killers and we're destructive, et cetera, et cetera. And he used several, including home invasions, and talked about a woman and defending her children and how unbalanced it is if you have a 10-round magazine and you're facing five or six criminals who do not obey those rules on the magazines right. and are coming down literally outnumbered 10 to 12 to 1. And, you know, what that's like for the person on the other end and what he's seen as a judge brought all of that in. And so what that effectively did on that day was it placed an injunction against what had happened in Prop 63 that had been pushed by then-Lieutenant Governor, now Governor Gavin Newsom. And so it said, hey, you can acquire, you can possess a large-capacity magazine, which is defined under the law as an ammunition-feeding device capable of accepting more than 10 rounds. And so that is what sparked the frenzy that has caused, you know, everybody from Brunel's to uh, many other national chains to be completely out of what are called large-capacity magazines nationwide. So now Benitez is a Superior Court judge, so obviously right. Becerra is going to appeal this. So he did, okay. <laughs> which was no shock. Right. Um, and so when he did that. And we have already engaged that because one of our concerns, obviously, is the moment he went to do that, um, you know, DOJ was asking for an immediate injunction. And when they did that, it could cause a decision to take as long as April 5th of, um, you know, from literally 365 days from April 5th, which is tomorrow, for them to have to, to kick it up to the Ninth Circuit, which I'll talk about in a few minutes. So... Right now, we are pushing on that, that they can't do that. We're going to have to see what the judges say, because those judges are above both Benitez and, and the people that ruled on this day. And that is part of a larger fight. But normally, this would be a time you'd be like, well, then this isn't good news. And actually, this is amazing news. Okay, enlighten me. <laughs> I knew that was going to come out. So here's why. Um, there's a couple of things been going on. As you and I have, have joked um, to numb the pain of the Ninth Circuit, because <laughs> or Ninth Circus, as we like to call it. Uh, in the past, it has been overwhelmingly filled with liberal judges. Right. And one of our victories is with the, the recent appointment of two new justices that came out of Trump's suggestions, which he's been working a lot with the various conservative groups and pro-2A groups, including us, um, we now have what is called parity in the court. There is an equal number of conservative to liberal judges. Now, is that, so why, that makes it, is that why Diane Feinstein was screaming last week? Yes, that is why she is screaming, because now the ability for them, like they did in Peruta, when that case came up and they didn't like the 2-1 decision out of the Ninth Circuit, at that time our, our Attorney General Kamala Harris, who's now our senator, went for the en banc review. Um, many said she did it illegally because she had not been engaged in the court case earlier on. Only those but who obey she, the law know that she did it illegally. <laughs> right. And so what happened was, in that, she was able to get a very slanted 11-judge panel in her favor to shoot down Peruta. That would be, today, she'd have a very difficult time doing it because the process that sets that up right now the best she could hope for is six judges in her favor, but there's also a high probability she'd get six judges against her. That's awesome. Now, folks, so, we, we need to, I need to yeah. cut, off, cut off here, so hold that thought. But this is why it's so important that our elected officials are the right ones. You know, 
Thank God we have Trump because we have nothing else in California here. We don't have a senator that's going to help us, and and half of the uh, half the Congress people really should be interned anyway. So in a in a mental funny farm. So, folks, Philip Name and Firing Line Radio Show. Find us at FiringLineRadio.com for the podcast. We'll be right back after this. Are you an expert marksman looking for a clean, safe place to shoot? Or maybe you've never shot a gun but want to learn. Well, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range is the best place to work on your shooting skills, no matter what your experience level is. With 21,000 square feet of indoor range space, 35 shooting lanes, and an electronic target retrieval system, it means no line breaks and more trigger time. The friendly people at Riverside Indoor Shooting Range can answer all your questions about firearms training, self-defense training, firearm rentals, gunsmithing, archery, and more. And for the ladies, the Riverside chapter of The Well-Armed Woman meets there the second Tuesday of each month for women of all experience levels. Looking for a great holiday gift for the shooting enthusiast in your life? During the month of December, get 10% off a full year's membership or 10% off any gift certificate of $40 or more. Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. For directions and info, log on to RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. That's RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. AM590. The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by CCW Safe by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Spartans, lay down your weapons. Persians, come and get them. Hey, folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. Welcome back here. It's Mulan Lave Saturday. I've been told I uh, pronounced it incorrectly, but, you know, that's Greek to me. So we're just going to go with that. Anyway, Mulan Lave, Mulan Lave. And if you don't like it, Mulan Lave. Folks, joining me, I have Rick Travis. Rick Travis is the executive director of the California Rifle and Pistol Association, CRPA.org. These guys have been fighting very, very hard very diligently for your Second Amendment rights. So I want you to applaud them by joining them. Go to crpa.org. April 13th, you can join us at the California Rifle and Pistol Association, which, amazingly enough, is what CRPA stands for, out at Rahagi's in Corona Norco. And we're going to do the crawfish boil. It's a shotgun shoot. It's just a great day. Uh, Not only is it just shooting shotguns out there, but it's everything you're going to find uh, like you just said world war one world war two stuff four-wheel driving helicopter uh, can we shoot the shotguns from the helicopter no you can't do that but you can shoot your camera from there so yeah. that's kind of fun well let's work that out we'll, <laughs> we'll figure something out there fly over the skeet range or the sporting clays range and he'll pull from the helicopter <laughs> And we're also going to be giving away this Macmillan MC3 stock. MC3 is a polymer stock from Macmillan, and that's where I'll be doing the giveaway on that. So if you want to win that, go to our Facebook page, follow the instructions, and you'll be in for the drawing, which is random at my discretion, and no whiners are allowed. So if you don't like the way it happens, just take a hike. That's just the way it is. We're going to be giving it away, and uh, we have one every two weeks to be doing this for, for the next year. So lots of chances to win. You want to be involved in that. That's with McMillan stocks and uh, his MC3 polymer. Awesome. Short action, 700 Remington stock. All right, let's finish up with Becerra here because this is actually such good news. I just want to hear say it again and again and again. <laughs> so as I was saying, one of the things that's wonderful about this ruling and not just educating our people, but is also for our people to start to see why their votes count. Because now that we're starting to have this parity in the Ninth Circuit and things, this is forcing the other side to have to pause a little bit when they're looking at where they're going and what they're doing. Before it was and a slam reason, dunk, they'd run Ninth Circuit, yeah. Ninth Circuit. Yeah. And, and so here, here's an example. So 
say this goes to the Ninth Circuit and we get a 2-1 or even better, a 3-0 win on this, then that's not just Californian. That's why I think a lot of our people forget, you know, when you get a victory in the Ninth Circuit, that is a swath of states that, you know, all of a sudden becomes much, much bigger for the law of the land. And so when you look at the Ninth Circuit, you know, you're talking Alaska, Arizona, you know, California. I mean, it's just amazing who you're getting with that. And so that's one of the things that, you know, we talk to people because, you know, that goes all the way to Arizona, Nevada, Idaho, Montana, Oregon, Washington, you know, and even even the province of Guam and the Northern Mariana Islands. So, you know, this is now becoming an issue of when California's leaders try to do these kinds of things, they're getting pressure from other states like, hey, if this backfires, it doesn't just backfire on you guys and what you're trying to do, it backfires on all of us. And then there's other states like Idaho and Montana and Arizona are like, bring it, because they want to see that happen. But at that point, too, if they push for the en banc, then we end up in the Supreme Court. And again, because of this election and because of the administration we have, we have a Supreme Court that's favorable to the Second Amendment, which we haven't had for a while now. And about, so about that now years, places yeah. us... Yeah, so that places us in a position. Then if Duncan V. Becerra goes to the Supreme Court, and they, you know, based on everything we know, should find on our, our behalf, that becomes law of the country. And so a lot of what Benitez did in that ruling was took things that came out of Heller and McDonald and wrote those in such a way that it sets the stage for all of that. And so, you know, other than the fact that we were buying a, a ton, as you said earlier in the program, of these different types of uh, large capacity magazines, you know, we're we're really sitting in a really good place. So even if there's a couple of small setbacks, we're winning this war. So what is that? uh, Okay, what does that do? That specifically is just a large cap ban? uh Uh-huh. And and what your people need to realize is we literally have lawsuits on every part of what happened on Gunmageddon and every part of what happened in 2016 against uh, Prop 63, and they're all coming through the courts right now. And the way they're coming through the courts, they're coming through on the conservative side that didn't exist in 16 but does in 19, thanks to what happened when we elected Trump to the office and who he's appointed. And it's so, so, so important. And especially, you know, we have Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who I understand Mm -hmm. she's in poor health, but I hope she just retires. Uh, But her liberal leaning, she'll, she'll probably kind of like John McCain, you know, Hold on, hold on till ten days after they pass uh, before they re- decide to resign their position. She needs to retire. Right. Um, and if she did, and the reason she's not doing it is she is a sold-out liberal, but she knows that she would have a conservative replace her, and that's probably got to be more bitter, uh, most bitter pill in her life she's ever had to swallow. Yeah, and one of the things I want to make sure you know your your listeners realize is I'm going to talk to you a little bit about what some of the things came out of this ruling, what they mean. But if they don't, you know, catch the program, don't hear it, they can definitely go to our website where we have these um, an FAQ about what happened in Duncan v. Becerra for them to go through. But a couple of the most common things, and we've literally had thousands of phone calls on this no, here at our office. Um, so a couple of things means, you know, can I re- acquire you know, these new magazines? Um, the answer was yes until the stay went in yesterday. But then they say, well, am I allowed to keep what I have? You've been allowed to keep what you had since 2017 in June because that's when we got a preliminary injunction, and that injunction is still in place. So possessing them, you, you can't have them confiscated if you already own them. 
Okay. Okay. But what we want people to do is keep coming to the website because well, let me, we post let me, updates. I need, I need to I need to unpack that a little bit. So sure. I own them, right? So uh-huh. they're at the house. Um, I mean, when all this went down, I, I literally took all of mine apart. So I had nothing that was a magazine. Right. Uh, so in 2017, you're saying that if you had them, you could still own them. But you know, if you if you're going to a range and you're shooting a 15 round clip in your Glock 17, you know. It, does anybody on law enforcement have a right to stop you with that? No. So this, I'm saying no specifically to the example you gave. But if, say, that was, a, you know, somebody went with a, an AR-15 that is compliant under the new rules with a fixed magazine, and they're like, oh, cool, I'm going to pull out my fixed magazine, and now I'm going to shove in a 30-round magazine. Now you have changed the configuration of that firearm, and now you're violating several laws. You have an AW, yeah. Right. And so that that's the issue is why we're being very careful to let people know that, you know, you can't change the configuration of a firearm that makes it illegal because, yeah, you're illegal, you know, and, and we're, we're, you know, pursuing, you know, litigation on those issues, but those haven't cleared through the courts yet. But, yeah, it means like, and I'll take something simple. If you're one of those people that had, you know, one of those 20-round magazines that you could put in your, your 1022 and you wanted to go out and shoot that, you you've been able to do that since June of seventeen, right? Uh, on the okay. rim on the rim fire, but right. Well, so and for, even like a pistol or something like that. But anything that would change the designation to an assault weapon is illegal. And that would be anything over a ten round magazine on an AR fifteen or AK or any other uh, right. semi automatic center fire bo- detachable box magazine. Correct. Okay, so that's very important to hear that, guys. If you had your Glock 17 and you're running a uh, standard magazine on that, not a problem. That's the configuration of the gun. But because the assault weapon has not been overturned yet, assault weapon designation has not been overturned yet, you could be in trouble with an AK or any other variant or an AR variant and, and having more than 10 rounds in a magazine. Right. Then the other one is we want to make sure people know this all comes under what's called California Penal Code Section 32310. And people will go, well, what's the penalties? What could happen if I screw up? So I want to be specific how you would screw up. You know, if the injunction gets to stay in effect until a year from now, any person who had manufactured or caused to be manufactured here in the state, imported into the state, kept for sale, or offers or exposes for sale, or who gives, lends, buys, or receives, any of these large-capacity magazines could be charged with a misdemeanor or a felony punishable with imprisonment. And if it's a felony, you're going to lose your rights and your uh, firearms. And this is after the stay, which happened yesterday. Right. Okay. So you had one week. If you got it during that week, no big deal. If it's from right. today forward, which means that Brunel and all those Midway, they should stop shipping to California again, right? Correct. Okay. Yep. Very interesting. So, and we just want people to realize that, um, you know, right now we don't have an injunction against the possession thing. But if that happened, then yeah, you would. If you had a working um, large capacity magazine, then that could be an infraction with a fine of up to hundred dollars per magazine. That can get expensive for some folks. Yeah. So that's why we're saying, you know, one of the things that we provide, and it's frustrating because a lot of people take advantage of this for free because we spend literally millions of dollars fighting for people's rights. But, you know, at the end of the day, we want to keep law-abiding gun owners out of trouble. 
Exactly. And so we constantly place updates up there. And when people call us and say, well, where's the update? We have to go through all the legal stuff. And anybody that's worked with DOJ, realize DOJ doesn't answer us any faster than they answer you. Right. Hey, we're going to need to step off right here and come back in our next session. Folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. Check out crpa.org for answers. Be right back. If you carry a concealed weapon and own a concealed carry permit, you need protection beyond the weapon. My name is Larry Vickers, and I am a retired veteran of U.S. Special Operations, and I now teach law enforcement, civilians, and members of our military in advanced firearm training. I train people to use their firearms in almost any situation, but I can't prepare them for what happens if they are forced to use a gun to save their lives. That's why I use CCW Safe. They offer membership plans for concealed carry permit holders, and if members are involved in a use-of-force incident, CCW Safe provides expert witnesses, investigators, and the best defense attorneys in the U.S. Yearly plans range from $99 for a single membership to $150 for a dual membership, and special plans are available for law enforcement and military. Members are required to have a valid concealed carry permit and must maintain their permit. Visit ccwsafe.com today. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of the women. That is good. Hey, folks, Philip Neyman, Firing Line Radio Show. Uh, welcome back to our show here. We are talking with Rick Travis. Rick Travis, one of the great things, and this is probably my favorite show I've ever got to do with you, Rick, because this is like the good news show. <laughs> yeah. Most of the time, I mean, you know, we do this recording and it's like, geez, I got to hit a bar. <laughs> Most of the time it's like, hi, we're on Mount Doom. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Pretty much we're surrounded by orcs. It's just, uh <laughs> but this time the orcs are losing, and that's kind of nice. Uh, and we're talking about the Becerra, Duncan v. Becerra case, which had, which was part of Prop 63 and the gun that that was a disaster for all Second Amendment rights. And we're going to go into more of that, but I just before we leave here on, on the show, I want to go over our schedule of events again, folks. Very, very busy month. April 13th, next Saturday. Next Saturday, join us at Rahagi's for the Crawfish Boil. That's with the California Rifle and Pistol Association. It's going to be a great event. Bring your friends. Bring people you don't know. Bring good people. Head on out there. All the proceeds for this are going to go to veterans groups and youth groups for the Second Amendment. April 27th, two weeks from then, uh, Lucerne Valley is having a shooting sports fair. Very, very good. We're going to talk about that next week on the show, but very interesting stuff. Uh, Rahagi's isn't having theirs this year, but Lucerne Valley is going to have one, so check that out. April 28th, we will be at the Unite IE in Ontario Doubletree Hotel. The Conservative Conference will be out there with the table, and uh, I would say pressing flesh, but given uh, Joe Biden's proclivity <laughs> for that, I would, I'm going to steer clear of that one. <laughs> And then on May 4th, May 4th is my Hunting 101 seminar. And Rick, this might be something to, to offer through CRPA too because it's... Oh, we're going to push that out for you, believe me. I already took notes. Thanks. It's our beginning. It's a hunting, big game hunting primer, talking about everything for deer and and, uh, and pig here in California, just helping somebody get over that hurdle and get him introduced to that. And then May 5th, the following day, so we have Cinco de... or uh, Cuatro de Mayo and de Mayo. Both those days are very busy for us. You're going to see uh, Rahagi's Memorial Shoot. And then June 21st at Paso Robles, we're going to have a wild boar hunt. Find out more at Firing Line Radio. 
com on our Facebook page, Firing Line Radio Show. We're pretty active there on Instagram. So, Duncan v. Becerra. This was the segment of Prop 63 that was successfully overturned with a wonderful man who I am nominating for the Supreme Court, um, Judge Benitez. <laughs> yep. You know, we need more people like that. Um, <clears throat> one of the things is... It was, also, it was also in response to, at that same time, I would come again, it was Senate Bill 1446 that was trying to make it so possessing these large-capacity magazines um, that if you didn't surrender them to the government, you would become felons. And that's, so, even, in, that's even in a, um, a non-functioning state? If you own parts for it or something? No, it was like, it's like everything else. That becomes the gray area. I mean, there were people that were like pulling out the springs of the magazines and playing flowers and say, make love, not war. It's just artwork. <laughs> Some pretty funny <laughs> things I got to see. But, you know, um, that was a gray area that we were even talking about with, you know, our lawyers of like, when is it and when is it not? One of those things. Right. You know, people that disassembled them and said, reassemble in case of zombie apocalypse. I mean, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that was like the only thing you could think of doing because you weren't going to destroy. Right. And look at that, right. destroy thousands of dollars worth of uh, inventory, and then a year later it's legal again. So what right. is that about? So, yeah, you're, you're kind of waiting, waiting, waiting and waiting our way through this, this tangle of uh, lawsuits. So, right. so once again now, this week a stay has gone in. You are no longer allowed to purchase or acquire or manufacture new large – or standard capacity magazines. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. But if you bought them in the last week, smoke them if you got them. Pretty much. Pretty much. Okay. So <laughs> where do we go from here? What's our next What's our next thing we need to look out for? Well, a, a couple things I want to address. So I understand, you know, as you know, I go out and hunt, I go out and target shoot, and, and you know, whenever I can find time away from defending everybody's rights, I like to go exercise my own. But, you know, one of the things that we've had problems with in the past is people get excited and our community loves to show off the, the best, newest, and I get it. But we've got to be really careful. I mean, you know, people go out on different forums and stuff and start posting pictures and seeing what they're doing. And they need to realize the state, that's your government, has agents that, that troll that same information. And so, you know, when you're out there and you're posting pictures and saying, look, I just, you know, went to, you know, Brunel's and I bought like 300 large capacity magazines and you assemble them on your bed and take pictures and you post it on one of the, the public forums, you might as well have just sent that, you know, to Governor Newsom's death. But isn't that almost like the, the ones we always laugh about, the crooks who rob somebody and they flash the cash yeah. on Instagram? <laughs> right. And it's like, what are you thinking? Um, and so, you know, I tell people, I get it, you know, if you want to show it off to your friends in your shooting club or whatever, but, you know... Calm down a little bit and think about what you're doing beforehand because this is the same thing too. You know, I work with scouts throughout the years, and so you know, I just remember one time me laying out all the 20 rifles that we had for the troop, and we had a lady in the city where my troop was that took that picture and ran up and said, "See, he's he's arming these kids to be an army." Well, 20 20 rifles for a troop of 80 boys—that's nothing. I mean, you've got boys, three-quarters of them, waiting all day long to have their 10 minutes on the range to go shoot. Right. But, you know, in the general public person's eyes, you know, little mom that doesn't know anything or Arsenal. dad that's never been on a range. Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. I have a you know, South American army that I'm outfitting. So I, I just tell people, think where the general public is before you go do this, because 
that's who are fighting to get them on our side and realize yeah. we're not the things that other people are, are talking about. You know, public and perception it, is is yeah. so important on that. Go, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, and this is the thing. I mean, this is why, like, you know, the crawfish bowl and the other things that we put on, we really try to project out there that, hey, we're, you know, the doctors, the lawyers, the ditch diggers, the electricians, the, you know, blue collar, white collar, anything in between those. We're the people that you eat next to every day at the restaurants and nothing bad happens. And we're we, not the bad guys. And we chew with our mouth but, closed. Right. But we've got to be sure that we're not doing stuff that feeds into people like Feinstein and others' arguments right. of who we are. You know, that's one of the things that, that I go over in my, my Hunting 101 seminar. Uh, it's kind of the last part, but I think it's extremely crucial is, is in hunting, right? You need mm-hmm. to have respect for the animal. Yeah. And and when you're posting pictures, hey, you know, you've harvested an animal. You need to have a respectful picture. And you need to learn how to carry yourself as a hunter, as a big game hunter, because you are an ambassador in this state, okay? You whether you're a gun owner or a hunter or just somebody who who protects the second amendment, whether you own one or not, you have to realize you are an ambassador in a foreign country. We are in the People's Republic of Occupied California, and it is run by a rabid bunch of socialists who would like nothing more than to see a picture of Philip Naiman doing something heinously stupid in whatever capacity and say, look, that's that guy, right? Or Rick Travis, CRPA, look, that's that guy. And to have something be taken out of context. So we have have to be ambassadors of of what we do and what we believe in. We need to learn how to explain something to somebody without yelling at them. You know, these are the yeah. facts. This is the important thing. Here's a, here's the discussion points, not an argument, but here's our discussion points. I'm sorry you don't feel that way, but let's take a look at what's happened rationally. Can we agree on A? Can we agree on B? You know, if people are screaming about assault weapons. It's like, well, is it you're worried about a piece of metal or are you worried about a murder? You know, what is what is the important thing here? It's the activity, right? Let's address the activity and the people associated with that. Um, whether they use a knife or, or you know, like in, in England right now, knives, knives are killing everybody. Yeah. Because yeah, they you, have criminals. You bring up, you bring up an excellent point, and, and I'm, I'm going to dovetail a little bit on it. You know, I, too, go out and hunt, and one of the things I did a couple of years ago was I was out using a public trail coming down. I had had a successful hunt. And I heard a bunch of small little voices, so I assumed it was kids. And there was um, some low, low shrubbery, so I took my pack off with everything in, rested. But I put it behind this bush. And, you know, sure enough, like three minutes later, here came this group of about 15 little kids and some moms and dads that were hiking up the trail. And one of the people I was with said, why would you do that? And I said, well, these kids and these parents got up to take their kids on the trail. They didn't get up to see me coming down the mountain with what I had just taken lawfully. I said, I got up in the mind to go do what I want to do. We're all using this same area for different purposes. I don't want them ruining my ability to do it. I'm not going to ruin their day. Right. And Don't have to be in somebody's face. You're not going to win them by being in their face. But the most amazing thing was the mom that was kind of doing what you call sweeping the trail, you know, behind all the kids, make sure nobody falls behind. She turned around after they came back and she said, do you hunt? And there was a little trepidation in answering that at first, and I said, yeah. And she goes, I want to thank you for what you did. She goes, that was so tasteful, so nice. I happened to go hiking that area a lot, and I know one of the rangers, and the ranger came back and said, that lady actually took the time to go tell the ranger. She said, hey, there was this guy who was up hunting, and the ranger kind of knew who it was. And she's like, that was just so nice. She goes, I w-, she goes those people are really cool. It just totally changed my opinion. Yeah. You know, that took me all of a couple of minutes. but. Right. 
that pays dividends. But it took you thinking. It took you thinking ahead, and that's the important thing, right. folks. That's what we want to do as a Second Amendment supporters here. Is we want to be a step ahead of our enemies because the Walking Dead zombies. Uh, uh, there's enough of them. We, we don't need to feed yep. them any anymore. <laughs> we folks, don't need to make more. <laughs> exactly. I want to thank my special guest here, Rick Travis, for all he does. We will see you next Saturday at the CRPA's Crawfish Boil out of Rohagi's. Folks, have a great weekend. We'll see you then. Shoot, Felipe! Shoot! When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, Philip Naiman, and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management, and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.